1: The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, a very good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning. Good thanks to you. It is pouring down with rain here in Israel this morning. I,
1: I believe so. It's uh, incredible. How long is this anticipated to go on for This uh, this particular front?
0: Oh goodness knows how long we're going to start building an ark, but it's not going to dampen our spirits because this morning we are gathering in Ranana to show you guys some solidarity and to stick it to the ANC government.
1: All right. So, what is happening? Uh, what is happening in Ranana today?
0: There will be a protest. And this morning, with a, a variety of speakers, including yours truly, we are gathering mostly um, South Africans living in Israel to express our solidarity with the community in South Africa. Because, guys, we want to know you to know that as much as you stand with us, we stand with you, and also to to tell the uh, ANC government that we highly, highly object to their growing hostility against the State of Israel.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's it obviously something that has impacted Israel quite, quite uh, ex- uh, extensively, given the fact that South Africa isn't just raising its voice, but has in fact taken Israel to the International Court of Justice. So on, on on that note, I found it, yeah, I found it quite interesting that there is a hostage deal on the table, and we'll talk about that. Israel has agreed to it; it would seem, um, brokered by uh, Qatar, France, Egypt. Uh, it's now sitting with. Hamas, what happens if Hamas don't agree to it? How does that impact any international court ruling?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked that question because one of the criteria in the court ruling was the immediate and unconditional release of the hostages. The hostages, which the South African team, uh, along with the other victims of the 7th of October, neglected to to mention, and, and a passing mention is not acknowledgement. Uh, uh, just uh, in case anybody is wondering, so South Africa, and, and this is the recommendation of just. Justice Junior Sebutinde from Uganda, uh, the justice who basically disagreed with all of the court's uh, uh, rulings except for the important issues like the release of the hostages, um, she said South Africa, with its uh, very open connections to Hamas. And we know this because Naledi Pandor not only spoke to Ismail Haniyeh, but uh, the ANC also hosted a delegation of Hamas members in South Africa. And with the open line to Iran, and we know that South Africa has an open line to Iran, because Iranian television reporting a phone call between presidents Raisi and Ramaphosa last Friday morning before the court ruling was giving, given, and the minister of foreign affairs in south africa the lady pandora hightailing it to teheran uh shortly after the 7th of october attacks um uh, they have an open line so the onus is now on you south africa seeing that you consider yourself the great moral conscience of the world to now fight for the release of our hostages
1: yeah so what is the what it, it, it do we know much about the deal
0: What we can ascertain from the deal is that there will be a phased release of hostages uh, probably in exchange for uh, prisoners here in, in Israel. Remember these are prisoners with actual blood on their hands. Uh, the big hold-up issue is that Hamas wants Israel to withdraw from the Gaza Strip. Israel has said absolutely not. Uh, no chance of that. We are here to completely dismantle the terror organization and ensure a new security reality for the people of Gaza and for the people of Israel. But what we can ascertain, and, you know, we're not given too many details, is that uh, we we see this phase release of hostages. So the first phase would see the release of the 130-plus hostages we believe to be alive. The second phase will be the release of soldiers, Israeli soldiers being held hostage. And the third phase would be the release of dead hostages. And we are hoping in those releases we'll also get that Hisham Al-Sayed and Avera Migistu who had been held in captivity now for a, a good number of years, as well as the remains of Hadar Golden and Oron Sha'un who fell uh, in operation 2014 and whose um, uh, remains have been held for nearly 10 years by Hamas terrorists.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just uh, incredible. What is the latest with UNRWA? I believe that they have been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, which is lovely. Very, very nice. Iran as well or just UNRWA?
0: So far, just UNRWA. Now, you know, with the uh, Nobel Prize, you can basically nominate anybody, but this certainly answers a question uh, that many of us have had this week as more and more countries freeze their funding to UNRWA uh, following the damning allegations and proof, the reams of proof, uh, supplied by UN Watch, the Shin Bet and the IDF of UN uh, UNRWA staff complicit uh, in the um, 7th of October atrocities. But a Norwegian MP has nominated UNRWA for a Nobel Peace Prize. No, we are not making this up uh, before you all think of Howard and I are making this up. But that does answer the question, Howard, because Norway has been one of the few countries not to freeze their funding.
1: Ah, okay. So they're doubling down on this, are they?
0: They are doubling down. They seem to think that it's only a matter of time before funding resumes for UNRWA.
1: Yeah, so I asked our guest earlier the question, is, and, I, and he didn't know the answer, I don't know if there is an answer to it, why Israel doesn't take over the distribution of uh, aid in Gaza to eliminate uh, it being stolen by Hamas, being sold by Hamas? Uh, is, it, is, it, uh, is it mainly about logistics?
0: I think it's a it's a number of things. It's logistics. Uh, it, it's something that you know we don't want to be responsible for the Palestinians. Uh, there are other agencies operating in the Gaza Strip that can be uh, responsible for that. Israel's only uh, uh, Israel's only, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, requirement under international law is that we don't hinder aid going into the Gaza Strip, which of course we're not. And I think, you know, Israel right now in the Gaza Strip uh, is is focused on eradicating Hamas and ensuring as few civilian casualties as possible. And I really urge everybody to read Major John Spencer's brilliant op-ed in the latest edition of Newsweek, where he talks about how Israel, more than any other country in the world, is uh, and in the history of warfare, is doing its utmost to ensure as few civilian casualties as possible yes it's a, a it's quite technical from a military perspective but it's an important reason that th- those are our priorities right now um, and and to take on aid i think becomes an logistical issue as well
1: yeah, yeah. what is actually happening in gaza as far as the war is concerned
0: well, what we know the latest is that the IDF is wrapping up its campaign in Khan Yunus <coughs> and is likely to move uh, south to, to Gaza city to, to rougher those those areas there. Uh, Israel has also begun to flood um, some of the tunnels. You know, I don't think we can blow up every single tunnel, because I think the whole Gaza Strip will just uh, collapse on itself. Uh, as we have um, uh, been showing the world, there is this unbelievable metro, this uh, this underground city of tunnels underneath the ground in the Gaza Strip, uh, and, and Israel, the Israeli army's going through and methodically. Um, ratting out or or eliminating the terrorists, looking for the hostages, uh, and dismantling as many of these tunnels as humanly possible. What really staggers me, Howard, is how much it costs to build those tunnels. They are very, very, very well built very sophisticated they've got air conditioners some of them have got elevators ladders railway tracks i mean if you consider the amount of money your money your tax money other people's tax money that has gone towards giving aid to the palestinians and that it has not been given to uplifting the lives of ordinary Palestinians who deserve it, but rather building these tunnels, and as uh, Abu Mazouk said on television, not for the civilians, they're not our problem, they're the problem of the United Nations. The tunnels are to prevent the Israeli Air Force from striking us. It's absolutely obscene, a crime against humanity.
1: Yeah, it, it it really is. In terms of the north, how has it been over the last few days there?
0: We have seen some exchanges of fires. We had rocket alerts for the for Galilee yesterday. Yesterday, the uh, Northern Horizons Department, that's a, a a department of the Ministry of Defense, were in the north, in communities. They're assessing the damage, and they've assessed that about 427 Um, buildings and homes have been damaged by uh, rockets and anti-tank missiles, fired by Hezbollah and another Iranian proxy into uh, positions in the north of Israel, some of them causing direct damage to about 80 houses. So we want a situation uh, the, the same as the South, in the North, where our uh, internally displaced refugees can return to their homes. Mm. We, we don't talk about that enough, how that we do Yeah,
1: have, I think that's important uh, to talk about. Thank you.
0: Yeah, that, that, that we do have hundreds of thousands of Israelis that are internal refugees in this country at the moment.
1: It's, it's, it's amazing. And has anybody returned?
0: It's funny that you should, uh, you should answer that. We do have uh, some people saying they want to return and they'll, they'll, they'll take uh, whatever risks come. Uh, when I was in Sterot uh, a couple of weeks ago, there were a few people here who had returned to, to Sterot, uh, but many of the businesses are, are closed because people have been evacuated. Uh, there is a, a couple that have returned to Kfar Aza. Wow, they, wow, say, wow. they say, funny enough, they can live more with the symphony of war, which is, of course is the sound of the artillery and the strikes on Gaza, than they can with the noise in Tel Aviv. Tel Avivians are so noisy. But they are back in, in Kwaaza. They say that's, that's their home. And, uh, you know, when you hear from a lot of the survivors in the various kibbutzim, A lot of them want to return home. They see it as a sign of resistance. Uh, Obviously, many of them won't return home. It's too painful. When I was on Kibbutz Gulot, just seven kilometers from the Gaza border last week, uh, children were already starting to return to the kindergarten and the school there. In fact, I was there with a group making um the schools look pretty and do reading and doing manual labor Howard yes I did manual labor yeah
1: we need pictures or we ain't (laughs) believing that not one bit and we want to see pictures of your shoes what shoes you wore whilst you were doing so sleep
0: sleep sneakers Howard but let me tell you something as my husband said, those poor, poor tulip bulbs and people <laughs> with scoogulants because I'm not known for my, for my gardening techniques, but the yeah. kids were starting to, to return and actually when we were there, there was a, a group of um, elderly residents doing uh, yoga, gentle yoga. One of who was the grandmother of Yotam Chaim, Tam tragically killed, a hostage tragically killed uh, by IDF forces. And what was absolutely exceptional is she said, please, 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 nobody blame the IDF. She says, we don't blame them. We're not angry with them. And she said, Yotam loved music. She wants all of us to love music and to dance. That's and she's true. a holocaust
1: unreal that strength and it, it's just phenomenal absolutely amazing it is eight o'clock in marks thank you as always wishing you a peaceful weekend keep warm and uh, Shabbat Shalom we'll catch you on Monday morning
0: that Israel report was brought to you by the blue agency your Israel property is in good hands
1: hi it's Barry Cohn from the blue agency Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever. All of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Sahel, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all. Peace